Hey, welcome everybody to the F1 Runoff Area podcast. I'm Amir. And I'm Charles. And today we're going to give you our quick reaction to the qualifying session in Bahrain. Let's just go through the top five here to set things up a little. We're not going to go through the top 20. You can look that up online. But top five, Leclerc taking pole. Uh, Verstappen in second, just about a tenth uh, behind Leclerc. Sainz in third, just behind Verstappen, a thousandth of a second behind. Um, Perez in fourth, and then Hamilton in fifth. So you've got the Ferraris one and three, Red Bull two and four, and then Hamilton uh, catching fifth. So Ferrari wins the day. Uh, again, Leclerc on pole, Sainz in P3. Um, just great start uh, for Ferrari and more of the same that we've seen throughout testing and, and practice. Yeah, big start for Ferrari and Red Bull. You know, they look basically neck and neck if you look at their split, you know, second and fourth and first and third. Yeah. If you go by that, you know, judging by the quickest drivers, it looks like Ferrari just has a, a slight edge, at least in qualifying pace. Um, Verstappen was pretty bullish on the race after qualifying. So we'll see what their, their race cars are like. Um, and Leclerc is, a, you know, a, another a one-lap specialist in a way. Not, not specialist, obviously a quick race driver too. But um, I expect Saints to take the fight to him in the race a little more than qualifying. Um, and I know Saints said he was a bit on the back fit, foot starting from the weekend. Um, but, yeah, it looks yeah. like Ferrari and then maybe just Red Bull a, t- a tick off in qualifying. But we'll see where they are in, in race pace. And then, uh, yeah, then you got Mercedes. They're still in third. But a long way back, seven tenths is a is a long, long way. Yeah, um, as they say, the struggle is real. Uh, Mercedes' struggle is clearly real, and we can kind of get our arms around it a little from these, you know, the real numbers in qualifying. Now, Hamilton about seven tenths off the pace. Yeah, and able to able to really get uh, extract more than than Russell. Uh, Russell looked like he was sort of struggling. Um, I know he his his final lap was you know, compromised. He uh, locked up a little bit um, early in the lap and and I think ran wide and that cost him on the next straight. Um, But it still looked like most of the session, Hamilton just had that 10th or two over Russell. Uh, First race, you know, know, wait and see. But uh, I was uh, hoping to see Russell a little closer to Hamilton. So we'll see if tomorrow he can uh, make up those couple positions in between them and and, uh, give Hamilton a run for his money. Yep, Hamilton took P5 again, seven tenths back, and then Russell P9, uh, 1.7 seconds off the pace. But as you said, he had a little trouble on that lap. Um, what other points caught your eye today, Charles? I mean, you got to look at Haas and Alpha. Haas, first of all, Alpha yeah. actually outqualified, right? Botas outqualified Magnussen um, by, by a couple tenths, actually, I think. So, you know, really, Alpha Romeo is the one we should talk about first. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like we kind of we were sort of hard on them in their episodes. We were. Um, and they certainly have seemed to claw their way up the grid. You know, some of that is as the things we talked about before with, uh, you know, extra arrow time and diverting all your resources and or most resources to this year. And that helps. But we kind of we didn't talk about their engine handicap. And we, we mm. did with Ferrari. We, we discussed how Ferrari had those couple years and they slipped from second to sixth. But. Um, you know, that affected Haas and Alpha all those years, too. So in fairness, because they're running Ferrari power units as well. Yeah. So in fairness, you know, some of the reason they were down the order back then and doing so poorly and and we were so hard of them was the engine. Yeah. Um, other side of that coin, um, you have to then give them some of the credit. You know, I was I was surprised to see them both up there. And, and so far, 
Um, basically, Alpha's the fourth fastest team. Um, we thought that would at least be McLaren, right? Yeah, um, crazy. Alpha, uh, Botas through to Q3 and P6 to end it. And then even the rookie, Joe, gets through to Q2, ends up P15. So Yeah. Yeah. Just, Good stuff. Just, you know, surprising. And, and a lot of that's, again, the extra time and that. But... Obviously, some of that, too, is the Ferrari motor. You know, Ferrari yeah. is, has, has supposedly closed the gap to Mercedes, and uh, it, it is actually Red Bull Performance, I think, engines mm. um, is what it's called now. But yeah, they've closed the gap, and you can see they've obviously, you know, they're at the front now. So yeah. that's helping Haas and Alpha as well, but I don't think that's going to help them get to fourth and fifth, you know, in, in the terms of team order. Right. Um, so pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. And just to cap off the Haas uh, discussion, Magnussen jumping in on short notice ends up P7, uh, which is just amazing. And out qualifies uh, Schumacher, who got to Q2, ends up P12. Um, so uh, Schumacher did beat his best qualifying performance from 2021, which was uh, 14th. So, uh, all, you know, all signs, great start for Haas. Yeah, he seemed well into Q2, um, right? He was 13th or 12th in, yeah. in Q1. Any other thoughts from today? Well, I do want to talk a bit about Magnussen um, out-qualifying Schumacher and stepping in so quickly, and that leads to Hulkenberg, too, out-qualifying Stroll. But before that, I just want to let out a little sigh for Latifi and Albon. I mean, uh, maybe we can't do a pay driver episode because, (laughs) uh, no, I mean, it's one one weekend, but it was a a big gap, uh, what, over a second, I think? between Albon and Latifi, and I was, was disappointed yeah. to see that. So hopefully that closes uh, as the year goes on. Congratulations yeah, yeah. to Albon. Did a great job. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought they'd be, I thought they'd be closer. I, I, Hulkenberg, Magnussen, they just step in. I mean, that, yeah. that's normally unheard of, right? You have to sort of be in Formula One fitness, and it's not just a, your, your cardiovascular conditioning, but you're just the sharpness, how fast everything happens. Um, and, you know, there's other – you know, they've been doing sports cars and other areas of motorsport. I don't know what Hulkenberg's been doing, but – you know, it's not, I mean, it's not quite the same, that mm-hmm. razor sharpness. And it usually takes them a little while, maybe a couple races or weekends to get that back. These guys just immediately, they're yeah. on it. Um, I mean, it's impressive. Hulkenberg got qualified Stroll, Magnussen by Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, this is way premature, but I'm just going to say this. Schumacher is basically the Ferrari heir apparent, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happens if Magnussen beat, you know, it's a multi-year deal, right, for Magnussen. What happens if Magnuson beats Schumacher over these two years, whatever? Does Magnuson get the next Ferrari seat? Does he get right. the second seat when Sainz leaves? Or if, you know, Sainz overcomes Leclerc and Leclerc leaves, you know, that's just, yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Right. Uh, well, anyway. maybe Haas continues to develop and Haas is right up there and he doesn't need to go anywhere. Yeah, well. <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing, but uh, yeah, it just uh, it's 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 refreshing seeing those guys do so well. And I guess the rule shakeup has to be a big part of that because everybody kind of has to adapt their uh, because everybody, excuse me, has to adapt their driving style. Um, that's helping them. But yeah, it still is surprising to me because of that that Formula One fitness, that just sharpness you yeah. gotta have. Yeah, and uh, McLaren clearly continuing to struggle. Uh, Norris P thirteen, Ricardo P eighteen. Yeah, Ricardo was, like, lost all that time in the car, so yeah. that's kind of understandable. I initially yeah. was kind of like, ugh, same thing with Latifi Albon, but but uh, we'll forgive it because he has had no time. But McLaren does not. Yeah, it didn't look like look good for them. They're struggling, and we sort of thought they'd be fourth, and instead, Alfa Romeo looks to be the fourth fastest team. I just I can't I just can't get over that. It's uh, 
I know. I hope that kind of continues. You know, I, I'm super excited to see the battle at the front. Um, I, you know, I was rooting for Science there after he had at the first part of Q3 had pole. Um, you know, I, I don't care who wins between Leclerc and Science, but if the two of them can be fighting for wins with Verstappen this year, and then you know, of course, Mercedes is going to catch up at some point. Yeah, it just really sets the stage uh, for just an exciting battle at the front, and then clearly a lot of shaking up going on in the field that's going to be really interesting to watch. Yeah, we'll see if uh, tomorrow is the, or if today was a representation of the true order. Um, you know, we'll see on race day. All right, well, that's it for us today. Those are our uh, quick thoughts on the Bahrain qualifying. Enjoy the race, everybody, and tune in for our next episode where we're going to recap the Bahrain Grand Prix. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at f1runoffarea at gmail.com. Thanks, and hope to see you soon. What's that happening? It's called a motor race, okay? We went to car racing. Car racing. Car racing.